0: hey guys what's up it's la welcome to season two of the lax podcast i'm so excited to bring back more episodes more guests and more awesome topics in the bleeding disorder community Uh, season one was was great we had a lot of uh, a lot of really good positive feedback so i hope i can bring you guys some more awesome topics some more value and some inspiration to your own lives today we have a very special guest his name is dylan he's a young man in the bleeding disorder community and he wants to share his story Today and talk a little bit about how he can, he overcame some of his adversities, he found his purpose, and now he's living a more fulfilling life. So, please welcome Dylan. So, welcome to the show, Dylan. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself real quick, let everyone know how old you are, um, what type of hemophilia you have, and a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, so my name is Dylan Rastatter. I'm 22 years old. I go to Ball State University right now. Um, and I have hemophilia,
0: uh, factor 9, type B. Factor nine. Nice. What kind of medication do you take right now? Uh, I believe it's Alprolix. Alprolix. Okay. Yeah. Nice, man. Have you, have you tried other medications in the past?
1: Was on? Uh, I think it was called Benefix. Okay. For uh, the majority of my life. And then we just recently changed the last few years.
0: Okay. Yeah, man. I know there's a lot of new stuff coming out too, which is, you know, really exciting. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I actually did a, um, an interview recently and they're coming out with something for like factor for factor nine guys like you and I, where you can just do like a subcutaneous shot where it's, you know, just in the skin. And, heard. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty cool, man. That could be, that could be game changing. Yeah. So, uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like when, uh, when were you diagnosed and how did that process go?
1: So I was the way my parents told me, I guess, is I was diagnosed. Uh, so I guess my parents, I was crying one night in my crib uh, as a baby, and my parents walked in, and I was covered in bruises and all swollen and stuff. And uh, I guess they just drove me around to doctor to doctor until one of them could, you know, finally figure out what it was.
0: Yeah. Man, so did – and you you said – did you have, like, bruising and stuff on your body?
1: Yeah, yeah. that's what I, they said, yeah
0: how did that go? Like, was, did anyone ever accuse like your parents of anything or? or? Uh,
1: they never told me that. I don't. Okay. I'm in India, so well, I, don't I was know.
0: curious. I was curious about that. Um, I had somebody recently reach out to me and say that bruising was a, a big issue for some people growing up, but, um, glad to hear it wasn't for you guys. No. Yeah. Um, Speaking of bruising, though, like did, when you got—I mean, did that continue as you got older, or did that oh, yeah, eventually yeah. did that eventually go
1: away? No it. It was easier for me to bruise, you know. Obviously, um, it wasn't as bad. I think because when you're a baby, it's going to be a lot worse. But like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it still does. Sometimes, really? like, yeah. I okay. just had a huge one on my side the other day um, from skateboarding, and I. Barely nick myself, but it really? was pretty big. Food, so yeah.
0: Oh wow. So how it how is your your overall health these days? How are you managing?
1: Good, much better. Yeah.
0: Really? How many yeah. like how many bleeds do you think you get like a year now? I've got
1: um, maybe one or two. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man. I managed a lot better now. Yeah, that's really good. Wow, very impressive. Um. But yeah, man. So I want to kind of dig into your story a little bit more. Um, You know, you have you're you're a young guy, so I think that you're you could be very influential to the next generation of people growing up. There's a lot of changes going along going on. Um, Things things are so much different these days than it was when you and I were growing up. Um, But talk to me a little bit about how it was for you growing up in school and like, you know, how did you feel? and um what was that experience like it was definitely
1: uh difficult because up until I uh, reached out to you I think you're the only person that I know to have hemophilia so no one like growing up in school I knew had hemophilia so I was the only one um so like right from the jump it was kind of like I was you know I had I was like different than everyone else you know yeah Um, which, growing up, for me, it caused a lot of anxiety and, like, just a lot of, like, negative emotions and feelings not fitting in, um, mm-hmm. even, like, throughout high, high school, too. Just because I was, like, trying to figure out, you know, still who I was and, like, you know, not fitting in. Um, yeah. And then um, being told, like, by doctors that you can't, like, play, you know, contact sports either. So, which is something that I really enjoy doing uh, with yeah. my friends in the backyard a lot. So, you know, not being able to do a lot of the things that you want to do is pretty mm-hmm. tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I know how that is for sure. So, like, were you like an athlete then? Like, you, like, you wanted to play sports and did you play? I sports? was
1: athletic. Yeah.
0: I was, yeah. Did your parents ever tell you, like, you know, you, you maybe you shouldn't do that? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So, were you always on like a profi regimen, or were you were were you ever like infu- infusing like on demand? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, did you like used to infuse like only when you had a bleed? No,
1: we for up until I think like a few years ago when we switched out Prolix, it was we were on Benefix, and then okay at that point I would infuse three times a week, Okay. Which awful. Um, and now with OutProlix, I only infuse once a week.
0: Okay. I was curious if you know, like if through playing sports and stuff, like if you got like bleeds and like if you have like target joints now because of some of the bleeds I, that
1: I do. I have I think I mentioned this to you as well, but I have a target two target joints in my uh right elbow and my left ankle.
0: Okay. How are those doing? Are they are you like losing mobility? I have a little bit of arthritis in both of them,
1: uh more so in my elbow than my ankle. But
0: yeah. Okay. How do you, how do you manage that? Like, is there pain? Uh, A
1: little sometimes more so when it like hits, you know, when it's like it's cold outside or during the winter time. Yeah, Um, for sure. But they just tell me to like infuse, you know, keep up on infusions every week. Yeah.
0: So when you're growing up, did you, did you really realize like what you had, like what your disorder was and like what it was like, how it affected your body? Or did it take uh, a while to, like, really sink in, like, what you were going through?
1: It took a while for me. Um, I mean, I knew that I had a bleeding disorder and that it took me a little bit longer to, you know, clot.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's all I really knew
1: about it. And I didn't really start doing my research until, yeah, you know, like, a couple of years ago, in this past year especially. But,
0: you yeah. know, growing up, I never
1: really, like, took the time to fully understand what it is that I had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So, like, reflecting back now, like on like when you were growing up, um, is there, are there things that you wish, like maybe you you would have known?
1: Um,
0: like maybe maybe is I it mean, just maybe is it just like maybe meeting, like maybe you just wish you would have known other people, or
1: yeah, I think I think that would have helped a lot. Um, I think yeah, that definitely would have helped a lot because it's definitely hard you know going through that on yeah. your own without you know having to someone there to relate to yeah or like like educate you you know on what exactly you have
0: yeah for sure and what you're capable of too is what i found you know like you you don't really i think that I like when i was growing up i really doubted myself on what yeah. i could accomplish no i i yeah i did that too really yeah. So, you know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, you had a hard time building relationships and fitting in. Um, Why why was that?
1: Um, Just because, again, I feel like it's hard for me to relate to people because I have this, you know, serious thing going on. And then everyone else is kind of not that they don't have
0: yeah. serious things going
1: on in their lives, yeah. you know, but uh, I'm like the only one around all these people who has this one you know kind of rare thing yeah and so i mean i had like a really close group of friends growing up but i never really went outside you know that circle because it was and when i tried to explain it to people yeah they would say they would like to really understand
0: you know because i didn't even fully understand at that point so how to say you know yeah for sure like did you ever like not tell them like or did you tell your friends hey i've got a bleeding disorder there were some people that i weren't as close to that i wouldn't disclose that to
1: just because i didn't need to know but yeah uh, all of my like really close friends growing up they all knew
0: really did they understand it or were they kind of like man we just got
1: no they accepted it yeah and they no they weren't really like like when we played like backyard sports too, they would we would always tackle each other, so it yeah. wasn't
0: like they would. Well, that's cool then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I definitely remember how that was too. You know, you don't want to feel like you're being treated differently right. because right. of it. Um, but yeah, man, so that, that's really awesome. So that was like that was your high school, you know, during high school, and then did you did you end up going to college? Yep. Yeah, still at Ball State, and
1: then the last year right now.
0: Okay, how's that going? What are you studying?
1: Uh, okay. So right. I was social work for the last three years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing general studies right now. I'm just finishing it out because I decided a little bit too late in the year, um, that I wanted to start uh, my own business.
0: Okay. I
1: only have one more year of school left. So I figured I might as well just, you know, write it out and get my degree.
0: Yeah. It, so nice, man. That's awesome. That's really good. Um, Definitely seems like a lot different than from like my journey going through school. Like I, like I missed a lot of school because of, of having bleed. So it seems like you were able like I feel like the medications changed that a lot, you know, like you're on, you know, you're infusing a lot more, but you're staying healthier. Um, so that's really cool, man. That's inspiring to hear that, you know, you've made it through, you made it through, you're almost through college. Um, any, any plans yet for after college on, on kind of what you want to do? Uh.
1: No. Plan right now is um, I mean I've been thinking about this for years. Um, I just kind of feel like I need to get out of my hometown because I feel like I've grown, uh, like to where I can, you know, while I'm here. So I'd like to move out to Florida, um, a little bit after I graduate college, and then yeah, start my life at right there.
0: Yeah, man, nice. I think, uh, you know, one thing that I like I really want to talk to you about is, you know, you mentioned, you know, struggling a lot, kind of going through a lot of adversity and then, and then discovering like your purpose essentially, and basically going from, you know, why me, you know, why, why do I have this disorder to embracing it fully and, and finding, you know, your calling. So, I mean, do you want to explain that transition and maybe like how that happened and, you know, what, what's your, what is your purpose and what things did you do to find that?
1: Yeah. So the video kind of like cut out a little bit. What, like, what did you say?
0: Um, so I was just saying, like, you discussed finding your purpose, you know, like having hemophilia and at first kind of just being really depressed and like, you know, basically saying like, you know, why me going from a why me attitude to, you know, this is my, this is my purpose. This is my reason yeah, and this is how I'm going to help and inspire other people. Like, how did you get? How did you get through that transition and make? Yeah, that?
1: so like, uh, just because of all of the negative things that I associated hemophilia with growing up, um, and not being able to do anything that I wanted to do, um, it felt more like a burden than a gift at the time. And then uh, it wasn't really, I guess, until like 20 or 21 that. I kind of, like, took on the mindset of, like, life doesn't happen, like, to you, but it happens for you. Yeah. Um, and so then that was, that kind of made me think that, like, that, like, I was given hemophilia, like, for a purpose, and I wasn't just, I didn't just, you know, it didn't just, like, end up with me for, yeah. like, um,
0: and you and you, okay. you, even, you even mentioned God a little bit. Do you have like a religious background that like kind of maybe also assisted you with? Not you know? growing up.
1: Yeah, not growing up. But again, like when I turned like 2021, 20, I really started to like get back in touch with my faith. And then God has definitely been the reason why I was able to find my purpose and start to think positively about why I have this. And then, so yeah, I definitely believe that if I wouldn't have found God and like, yeah, my faith, then I don't think that I would have thought about this in a positive way or had found my purpose in life.
0: Man, that's, that's really powerful, man. And I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Um, And I think that could be one of the biggest takeaways from today's podcast, even because, you know, for me personally, I, I went down that same path of, of feeling like I hit rock bottom. a lot of times when you hit rock bottom, that's when you figure out um, what you figure out the things that you really need in order to live a fulfilling life. And it's crazy how many times that when you're seeking that answer, that that answer is, is God. So, you know, for me, it was that way. And it's really awesome to see that, you know, it happened that way for you as well.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I definitely think like all the, Kind of really bad stuff that I went through in life. I look back on it now as a good thing because if I wouldn't have gone through all those things and I wouldn't be here today.
0: Yeah. You know, I
1: wouldn't be the person that I am. So yeah.
0: But I think we're in a we're in a generation now in a time frame where you know if you talk about God, it's like it's like weird, right? Or like yeah, people right are too. like, or if you mention him, it's like, oh my God, this guy's like this guy's a Bible thumper, or he's trying to like yeah. throw something down my throat. But honestly, man, I want people to watch this and if they're feeling hopeless and like they don't have any way out for them to look at guys like me and you, man, and be like, hey, we've overcome and and on the way we found our purpose. But we did that through through giving our life to God and saying, hey, God, like I'm not strong enough to do it myself, but I know you are. And if I give it to you, then you're going to help me find those answers. So, you know. I hope that it whoever's watching this does hear that message and maybe will seek that out as well. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, you and I, man, when we, when we talked, you're talking about even doing some like life coaching stuff eventually, like that was a big passion of yours and, and that maybe you're going to pursue that as your, as a career path. So tell me about that.
1: That is the business that I'd like to start. Um, I yeah, uh, because I didn't know school just hasn't like really you know been my thing um and I was always stuck looking for like what I wanted to do with my life and um this past year I found and I was like looking through some online like different um like coaching because I got interested in like you know coaching businesses and stuff like cause I love helping people and I love helping people succeed in life and finding their purpose and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, I found this like life coaching program it takes like six months or something. And then you're certified as a life coach. And I figured that that'd be like just the way that they explained it. I knew that like it just connected with me.
0: Yeah. So. It just hit, you knew. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's really cool. And you know, I, I, I was telling you when, when we talked last time, like, man, like I have such a passion for that as well. And I think it's so needed in our community. You know, I, I I get the privilege of working with a bunch of guys all around the nation who have a bleeding disorder, and dude, they they're suffering, man. Like they don't, they don't reach the point that you and I have reached of, of being able to overcome those hardships and adversities and they feel stuck and they feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So, I mean, if they could have a guy like you, who's overcome those things, and who's dedicated their life craft to finding out, you know, what steps can I help these people take in order to get their life back on track? I think that'd be super beneficial. And the fact that, you know, you, you can personally relate to them because you, you have the disorder, um, you can offer something that no one else in the world can offer. And, you know, that's invaluable. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, love that. And I, I, I really hope that you, you know, you pursue that, and I, I feel yeah. like it's a, I feel like it's going to be a unique path for you because I don't really feel like that's really offered right now.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. That's, that's great, dude. So like, I'm, I'm here for you to support you hundred percent with anything you do, um, around there. You know, like I, I personally like, like that's the same stuff that I like to do. Like what's crazy about me is like, I'm not certified <laughs> in anything. Right. Like I don't have, I don't have a piece of paper anywhere that says that I'm qualified, but I back to God and stuff like that. Like God qualified me, right? Like God, God told me that I was worth something and he, he, I, I show and I prove through my own example, my own leadership, my, the things that I accomplish, like that's, that's how I prove I'm certified, you know, and the relationships that I build with people, stuff like that. So that's always been my take. I know the world that we live in. They want to see a piece of paper a lot of times, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. But like, dude, like I coach people now. I I get paid to coach and you know fitness, yeah. fitness clients. Not one person has asked me to see my certification. You know why? Because I yeah. prove it. I prove it on social media that I I'm a man of my word and that I I do what I I practice what I preach. You know. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of my avenue. I'm not recommending you do it, because I think there is value in getting, you know, um, certified training and, and something like that. But, but yeah, man, that's, I don't know, I think it's great. So man, well, so let's talk about like, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about like, girls relationships. Let's I mean, you're a young uh-huh. dude, you're a young dude, man, like, there's gonna be a bunch of young guys who watch this like how is it in the dating world right now and like let's answer that and then how's the dating world and <laughs> just in general and then with having hemophilia how do you like how do you talk to girls about that
1: yeah so uh the dating world in general at college is it's pretty tough you know because it's like hookup culture over here yeah and, uh, not everywhere
0: dude that's
1: it yeah and it's not it's not really my style okay Um, yeah i don't like just hooking up um but um i've kind of come to the point now where when i do a relationship with a girl uh and i have to disclose like that i have hemophilia i don't like i'm not like nervous or worried about it anymore it's kind of like one of the first things that i do tell them um just cause I like to be as like open and as honest as I can. Um, yeah. I think like honesty is like the most important thing. And like, if you disclose like a super like important piece of information like that, then they're going to, yeah. you know, you are going to kind of know whether they're on or off board with that. Um, so I was like, yeah, it was kind of like the first things that I, I disclosed to them and, um, but it's tough over here, you know, cause everyone's kind of, on a surface level and with like everything um and especially being in college and having hemophilia now and all the dreams and the goals that i have yeah um, i just i don't have time for it you know so it yeah. was for right now
0: cool man i tell kill you on that yeah i've uh tr- trying to date as a 33 year old dude that's even worse man i'll tell you what it's tough <laughs> out there man that's a it's a tough world especially like when you know when you it's like when you have like faith like background you know and you like want to like well, you, you, you want to yeah. have like a certain foundation to your relationship and it's, it's not really yeah. normal these days that's really that's really tough for sure
1: yeah no it's i've definitely found it a lot harder for me uh now that i'm like firm in my faith and yeah and god that yeah like it's hard to find people that have those same Yeah. Uh,
0: Because what happens is if you like maybe you like find a hot chick and you're like, Oh shoot, let's hook up with her. And then like you get with her and she doesn't have the same belief systems as you, same values that you have. And then all of a sudden within one or two months, like you're not even thinking about God anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you're lost. Yeah. And then you get this little voice being like, Hey, hey, Dylan, I'm I'm still here, buddy. Like, but you're not on track anymore. And That's why that's what always happens to me, and then I'll get single, and then of course I go right back. I go right back yeah. to my my faith and go, "Oh God, hey, like that's what I want. That's the life I want." Yeah, yeah. So I totally get that, man. So what about tattoos? I see you got a tattoo. I mean, that's always a big topic. Like, how, you know, how's how's getting I,
1: tattoos for you? It's like my favorite thing now. I have six currently really? um, working on my seventh. Yeah, um, it was just at a certain point in my life I got to like kind of rebelling against my doctors, you know, and them telling me what I can and can't do and tattoos was one of the biggest things that they kind of explained to me not to do. So of course I went out and got my first one because they told me I couldn't do it. Um, And I've just kind of been getting them over and over since and really not like for like a few of them, I called them up and let them know that I was getting one, but for, I mean, the rest of them, I just kind of went yeah. on my own and I made sure I was safe, but you know, yeah.
0: what do you, do, like, do you have like a protocol,
1: anything you do to, I, just, I infuse right before. And then once I get the tattoo, I'm good. Yeah. I haven't had any problems with it. So,
0: yeah, that's good to hear, man. I, I get that question all the time. And yeah. I, I mean, based off of my experience and the people I've talked to, like you, like I don't, I haven't heard of any like bad stories to be honest about it. Yeah. Yeah so and that's
1: that's what's also hard is like it frustrates like the doctors frustrate me a lot sometimes too because they i mean i'm sure that they know a lot about hemophilia because they're like hematologists but they don't like really know what it's like to have it you know yeah like possibly know you know
0: yeah i think they like to play it safe you know they would rather and so but that but by doing that it makes us feel like we're you know we're not capable of doing some of the same things other people do. Right. Yeah. But that's why it's important. I think, you know, to have real voices out there of, of people like us, you know, telling the true stories of what it's really like. Sure. But yeah, man. So like, if you, you know, like I said, I, I really feel like your voice is important to the, to the young generation. So like where you're at right now, like, is there like one piece of advice that you would give a young guy, you know, kind of coming up with hemophilia, I mean, yeah, I and mean,
1: I've been trying to think about that for yeah. a while, too, because I've been trying to think about, like, what I would like to have been told mm-hmm. by someone who had hemophilia. Um, I mean, you always kind of go to the easy answer, like, don't let anyone tell you
0: that you can't do anything, uh, because you can. Um, so you're more capable than you, than you think you are, or what you've been told. Because I think most people in my life, uh,
1: including my parents, unfortunately, they would not necessarily put me down but steer me away from doing what I knew that like I could do yeah just because I you know I did have hemophilia and just I know with everything else because no one really liked to take like risks anymore Mm. so I'll just say like find a supportive group of people that you can relate to
0: yeah I think that's huge too definitely having a big support system (laughs) yeah for sure, yeah. I mean, and today, you know, like a lot of times, you know, if your family's not there to support you, like what's awesome is, you know, with social media, you can connect with people. You know, like you, you guys can follow Dylan. Um, I mean, you're on, you're on. You're on you're, I'm sure you're on Facebook too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, Facebook, Instagram. What's your Instagram account?
1: Uh, D C R A S T six twenty three six twenty three. Okay
0: cool well i'll definitely like i'll post that too so people can follow you and stuff but i mean that's the beauty about social media is like you know if you have questions or you want to connect with someone um especially like you you know like you're 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 in the business of helping people and and wanting to mentor others growing up so feel free to reach out to either one of us
1: yeah i did want to say um uh, that like one thing that is kind of like a little bit off topic you know but like like how like fitness for you, you know, is kind of like your way of, at least from what I've seen on your Instagram, it's kind of like your way of, uh, you know, like going about with the uh, hemophilia community. Um, yeah, exactly. It's my, it's my
0: platform that gives me a voice, right? Like to speak. Yeah.
1: yeah. And like, yeah, it's like, you can have something as like, you know, dangerous as hemophilia or anything else, but you can always go out and like do something that, you know, you're told that you can't do.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I think it's great that, you know, I think we should use a lot of different ways. You know, like for me, bodybuilding just happened to be my platform. Like I didn't, I didn't even try to choose it, to be honest with you. I don't even know how I kind of just fell into it and I just kept on going, taking it further and further. Yeah. Um, like I get, like, again, maybe it was, you know, a God thing, you know, God put me in there. He helped me use that as my platform. I love sports. I love competing. So it just all kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, you should post more though, man. I don't, I don't see any posts uh, on your Instagram. You, you should no, post more I, about I, your, about your journey and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I deleted all of them, but I was planning on making a whole, I was just trying to plan out, you know? Okay. What, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, totally I get that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Start sharing, sharing your journey more, man. I hope that you can be more of a staple in the community and, you know, you have me as a friend and, you know, I've been able to build a, a lot of relationships in the community. So I hope to, you know, help you along your way and kind of help lift you up so that you can reach more people too. Yeah, definitely. All right, bro. Well, I'll let you go right now. Um, And I appreciate you, man. appreciate your time and uh, we'll talk soon.